are Stephen and Jill. Together, we've been buying and reselling land since the 90s. Our data-centric approach leaves our buyers asking, how can you sell it so cheap? Here on the Land Academy Show, we answer that and more. Stephen Jill here. Hello. Welcome to the Land Academy Show, entertaining land investment talk. I'm Stephen Jack Butella. And I'm Jill DeWitt, broadcasting from the Valley of the Sun. Today, Jill and I, well, it's still Friday, and Jill uh, talks about what she's learns, uh, learns in, in a, a forward tense, future tense, in her CEO club. Okay. We're going to talk about a meeting, our, our November meeting. I hope basically. that, I hope you're stuffed full of turkey. I know. That's <laughs> it. I, I hope you're shopping. <laughs> I hope you are, I, th- I hope you I hope are enjoying. Not, not shopping. Well, hold on a moment. I hope you're enjoying Black Friday deals from the comfort of your couch. <laughs> And watching football and eating leftovers and shopping on your computer. And it all arrives on time. Do you know the Detroit Lions play uh, on Thanksgiving? Thanksgiving? As do the Cowboys. And the Lions lose. Cowboys and usually not don't. usually the Cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> Before we get into it, let's take a question posted by one of our members on the landinvestors.com online community. It's free. Uh, and please don't dis- uh, forget to subscribe on the Land Academy YouTube channel. And comment on the shows you like. Aaron wrote, short update on my first deal. Sure seems like it will be a success story. Closing on Friday at $13,800. I paid no attention to the legal description until I got my title commitment back. Found out it's five lots on one PID. What's a PID? The uh, five lots on what? It's a. It's the same. It's his parcel ID yeah, or something. Yeah, it's the, okay. Just for tax it's an purposes. APN, APN. Okay, got it. Can be split back into five lots for one hundred and seventy-five bucks, and no wetlands or site evaluations needed. Neighboring. This is phenomenal. Neighboring lot sold for thir- for excuse me for nineteen thousand nine hundred last March. Thinking I'll make as much gross on selling the five lots as I do with my. W two in one year, and this is my first deal on my second year. <laughs> it's outstanding. Oh, <laughs> I love it. So you didn't. You did, how sweet is this? Your seller didn't know. They would have told you you didn't know going into your. Like, I'm closing. I'm like, holy moly! I'm actually buying five. I'm not buying one. You know, I. This I, is great. I had a similar story. I don't want to take the wind out of anybody's sail, and I'm not trying to up the story here. Yeah, don't don't tell them to take it away from Aaron. No, no, I'm I, I'm telling you, when these things happen, yeah. and you're you're starting to really exceed your regular job, you know, and I'm not telling you to quit your job at all, but I'm Talk saying about breathing. Wait a year, you know, and make sure yeah. you like it, and it's you can continue it. But when you're starting to do t- single deals that are exceed your whole salary for the year. It's time to think about leaving. Isn't that amazing? I just think about how how well you're going to sleep now. Yeah. Going, I just put, okay, great. No, it's so hard though, because I've been in this situation. You you realize your land, your land business is now doing better than your day job. It's really hard to walk into the office with a smile on your face, especially when you're bo- you're like every conversation, you're like, oh, I want to tell them to shove it right now. <laughs> you think I'm kidding? No, I do. Because I can afford to. I, I lived it. Yeah, I know. Me. You know, it's so funny. So this is my truth time too. When I did leave, it was like I hung in there, right? And everybody knew I was something going on. So when I finally sat my boss down and said, I got to go, they're like, I knew it. And then three people on the way out the door are like, can I come with you? Oh. What can I can I work for you? It was the sweetest oh. thing. I'm like, 
sit tight. If I have a place for you, I'll let you know. But they're like, can we come too? We knew you were going to go. It was very sweet. So yeah. Today's Jill Friday. She's going to talk to us about what she learns from her CEO club. This is the meat of the show. Yeah, so it's really interesting. I I recently joined a CEO club. There's a there's a local chapter here in Arizona, and then there's a nationwide chapter. And we do one of the things. This, I this is all kind of new to me, by the way. So I'm still I'll, as it progresses and I get more into it, I will share with you how it goes. Um, but we we have these monthly leadership get-togethers. Uh, and they brought in some very interesting speakers. Um, I'm not sure who pays for this, too, by the way, because one of them's a former Olympic person. I mean, they're published authors. Well, you probably pay for it, right? Yeah, but it's not that much. It's probably a lot of members. Yeah, that's true. But they brought in, they bring in some. Do they check to see the, if you were the CEO of anything? Yeah, I had to apply. There's an application. Oh, there is an application. There's okay. an application. No, it's not just like check. <laughs> 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 like, like, check this box if you're a CEO and pick out the five pictures that have a train in it. <laughs> that's, that's not the, the application process. <laughs> just interesting i was on this call and we had to leave the house so i'm like so you got to hear some of it too so i i I want you to weigh in on this and bring up some of the things that you have to share because we're getting in the car i've got this like what are you doing i'm like i'm off i'm on a call i'm listening and then i put it on speaker so you could hear too um and just the the gist of the meeting this month was further confirmation that um i didn't i didn't know i was I didn't know I was going down the right path years ago. I didn't really understand it. I didn't know. I thought on accident, my people skills were getting deals done. I thought people, other people were doing it different ways. And it's further confirmation that no. You you second guess yourself? Yeah. Well, because I thought everybody could do it. I thought, I didn't think I was anything special. I never second guessed anything that you were doing, not for a minute on that side. I thought everybody can talk to people like this, can't they? I have all these great conversations with all these people. I assume that every person I hang up with has the same experience and the same conversation with everyone that they talk to. And everybody else is doing deals like I'm doing, no matter what it is. Yeah. And I, and I, so the, the gist was, it was all about soft skills, you know, this, 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 uh, meeting this month. And, you know, it was really, it's all the touchy feely stuff. And this author spoke for a long time about his decades of decades of research and, you know, confirming the soft stuff and not only the women's stuff, he actually went into a deep dive on, you know, women and how we perceive things and how we tackle things, how we connect with people, how we kind of put people first, yeah, you know, uh, and get to know people in our organization. Yep. Think about this. That that creates this loyalty and it creates this uh, basically a, a teamwork and a and glue where people are going to want to stay with you. We have we have members, we have people that work for us. That I think want to be here for life. I know they do. Oh yeah, I know, and I, they have said that, and I want them to. Me too. And I'm. We're gonna. And 
they stand behind, they support us, they stand behind us, and I stand behind them. Whatever decision they make, my first instinct is, I'm sure you did the right thing, period. You have my support. But so it was very interesting. Um, another thing that he talked about was, you know, some of the studies he did where men were trying to develop soft skills. Uh, he talked about the um, MBA MBA programs. It's it's a common thing in master's programs. He's like, you know who you are. You're in your MBA program. Everybody signs up for the finance courses, the math courses, the accounting courses, the business courses. Not everybody's all excited to sign up for the soft skills, the social part of it. And that's the important part. It is for you. Daddy. No, no, no. In everybody. I'm just saying in business. He, he mentioned, um, somebody mentioned going to meet HP decades ago um, in Palo Alto and meeting the head of HP. This is probably in the 70s. And at the time, he went in to meet and uh, the president of the company, who was in a, a cubicle, sitting with everybody else, and the value of that back when they were building HP, and it was he mentioned the plaque on the wall, and I thought that was so good. I remember this, and it was MBWA, which is managed by walking around, and it was just the value of getting to know people, walking around, getting your team, what you pull out of them. And then there's more and more I can talk about. I'm not going to dive deep into this, but like Google studies, um, I was just, it made me do some of my own research on my own too about uh, Google's doing studies about what makes the best team. It's not necessarily the brightest people. It's who communicates, how they communicate and listen to other ideas because as a group, they collectively do better if everybody gets to talk. Go ahead. Oh, well, you I mean, like, I have a lot to say. You're like sitting on your hands and I want you to go. I mean, I sat there quietly and listened to this with Jill, which is mm -hmm. usually how I do everything with Jill, quietly. Of course. <laughs> this is the only time he really has something to say. Every other moment in my life, all he just says, of course, on whatever you think is best. <laughs> this guy comes from a background uh, in a lot of the, what I would call you know, corporate training, motivational, cross-motivational, whatever, whatever that little subsection is of motivation or self-help comes from the corporate end of that. And I don't, you know, so I couldn't get out of corporations fast enough. So, but we were all, most of us worked for corporations or, or maybe we were even high up in corporations. So we knew these CEOs that would walk around kind of like with their arms spread out like they're Jesus and stuff. And, you know, I couldn't get out of there fast enough. So I never wanted a big corporation. I never wanted to be at the top of a big corporation. If I did, we would have one. You know, I'd wake up tomorrow and, and within a year, we would figure out how to, how to do this, take a company public or whatever else. What I want is what I have. I want uh, one or two to five lieutenants right under me that buy and sell land and, and now facilitate uh, by popular demand, this whole the land academy scenario and these education companies and O2O and neighbor scoop and all of it. So I don't believe in a lot of that, the fluffy. Uh, it's not fluffy. Uh, it's well, for us, there's a place for it in a companies like, I'm saying this for, for land people, that there's a point to this. How it manifests itself, what the guy said was not wrong. How it manifests itself for us is different. It's not a Jesus thing. It's not, right. a, it, it is a talking to a seller and to, or talking to a buyer or talking to the people under you that work for you in a way that keeps them entertained, 
uh, healthy, motivated, uh, keeps them in a place where they feel appreciated and compensated correctly and, you know, ready to get up in the, the next morning and take on the challenges. So it has a huge place, just not, I mean, they, he took it to a place that, but that's the nature of huge companies. I mean, yeah, it's a, it becomes a sort of a cult. So it's interesting. You're right. Cause it's, it's, um, cause of, uh, I have been for big organizations. I worked in them where they had a hundred thousand employees. Yeah. I was one of a hundred thousand. Right. That's great. Yay. Yeah. And then I've been one of two, one right. of three, one of ten uh employees. So it's important to see the whole thing. I've never led a hundred thousand employees, clearly, nor do I want to lead a hundred thousand employees. If someone tapped me on the shoulder tomorrow and said, Hey, Joe, we want you to run American Express. I would say, no, thank Jeez. you. Could you imagine? No, no, no way. way. <laughs> so I, I, I love it. But, but there's takeaways. There's things that we all can learn and help people. And you know what? I'm going to end it on this. That's why I'm in this organization. Because you know what? I'm the way I, I have this small little compared to a lot of other people in my group here. I'm small potatoes, but. I do big numbers. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. And I love Boy, it. You can certainly end it on that. Exactly. That, that's what you want. Mm -hmm. Need to send out a few thousand offers to property owners like us? Check out offers and the number two owners.com. So it's offers to owners.com. No setup fees, free mail merge, exceptional service, and now including just released for everyone concierge data and pricing. It's awesome. Give offers to owners a call today. Happy you could join us today. Anna, we hope you had a great Thanksgiving week. Five days a week, you can find us here on the Land Academy Show. Join us next week for another interesting episode. You are not alone in your real estate ambition. I think that it's a it was a great talk. Mm -hmm. And I think it's a great, uh, you know, we're lucky because we can divide and conquer. conquer. Mm -hmm. And I think that CEO Club is perfect for you. Mm -hmm. Thank you. And thank you for tuning in. We hope you find our content valuable and we appreciate your support. If you haven't already, don't forget, check out our YouTube channel and hit the subscribe button. We are Stephen Joe. Information and inspiration to buy undervalued property.